BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit her2results.com to learn more. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber Teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber Teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. I'm here with Deborah Mark. John is on vacation. We'll have another one of our tributes to Vin Scully coming up later on this hour. The 67-year Dodger announcer. That's how many years he had the job. Brooklyn and Los Angeles passed away at the age of 94 at his home in Hidden Hills. A bit of a shock, although we learned earlier in the show from Rick Monday that he had not been doing well the last several weeks. They have not reported any cause of death. But we'll play you a montage of some of his calls from over the years in the assorted sports he was involved with. Obviously, primarily the Dodgers, but also NFL football and pro golf. That'll come up in about 30 minutes. Right now, we have an opportunity to talk to the man we've been trying to talk to for the last couple of days. In the early morning hours on Sunday, July 31st, a group of four robbers decided that they were going to knock off a liquor store in Norco. Well, the man that owns that liquor store, his name is Craig Cope. He was behind the counter. And if you haven't seen the video by now, it's an all-time keeper when he saw that man come in with the gun in the air, he opened fire with his shotgun and he got that guy on the shoulder, I guess in the arm, and he ran out screaming and those guys took off and they were arrested some time later when they took that injured man to a hospital. So here we go. Let's get him on the show. Craig Cope, welcome to the John and Ken show. Thank you. How are you feeling is the really first question. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. We understand a little slower than normal, but I'm all right. Yeah, you, you had some sort of cardio problem there after this happened? Uh, yes. And uh, you were treated and released? Uh, I spent a day in the, a little bit, little bit over a day in the hospital, yeah. This must have been incredibly stressful for you. I, I can't even imagine, uh, you know, having to do what you had to do and then dealing with the aftermath. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that night? And apparently you were working, you're alone in the store. 
and you notice something on the surveillance video? Well, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department had warned uh, employees, but it had been some time ago, that there was uh, four subjects driving a black SUV with paper plates that were doing armed robberies at several locations. So I always kept that in mind, and I just happened to be as by a milk cooler and just happened to notice a vehicle that fit that description drive in, but instead of parking in front of the store where it would be normal, where they had plenty of parking, they went around to the side of the store. And uh, so I did move over and check the camera, and they were backed in, which was uh, the second big red flag. And I observed the uh, first, first one out uh, on the right passenger side, and, and he's got masks and clothes and uh, a gun and... So I knew right away that this was uh, what was going to be happening. They were going to be coming in to rob me. And uh, the whole thing went really fast. I mean, from the time I spotted them doing that, it was probably 10 seconds before the two of them entered the store. And once that happened, um, uh, maybe, maybe two seconds, because the guy and I were not very far apart. Probably, uh, probably twenty feet. He he looked like he was carrying an AR-15 type weapon to me, and uh, he pointed the gun directly at me. That's it. I don't wait. Um, I, I'm not going to leave it up to him whether I live or die or what they get done. So I just took him out right away, and uh, they exited the store and. You know, fortunately, uh, he had to go to the hospital where they apprehended the whole bunch and stolen vehicles, stolen guns, and uh, uh, hopefully we get that stopped and maybe it'll uh, be a deterrent effect against other people in that profession. And uh, I, I don't know, some to me, somebody that's going to do that, even if their, their intent was not maybe to, to harm whoever they're robbing, yeah, it doesn't take much to make a mistake, and uh, hopefully it'll uh, prevent anything, somebody from getting killed or seriously injured in the future, at least with these guys, and if it deters others, well, then that's a good deal. Yeah, you sound like a pretty together, calm person. I mean, you must have been pretty worked up at the moment you're about to shoot that gun. I mean, wasn't your adrenaline really pumping? No, not really. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I know it's going to sound strange, but I, I was pretty calm. Yeah, and you were sure about what you had to do. I mean, we've all seen the video time and time again. A lot of people are unbelievably behind you. You've probably heard about all the people that are showing up at your shop to pay tribute to the fact that you stood your ground and with what's going on in the state. You're well aware, of course, with our criminal justice system. We've got a DA here in L.A. County that thinks basically nobody should serve any kind of prison time or jail time. I mean, it, honestly, that's exactly why you're being received so positively by so many people around the state and the country. You know, I'm kind of a low-profile guy. I just I didn't have any idea that all this would happen. I'm so appreciative of... Uh, our customer base, they've been really supportive and uh, really kind. And I'm getting calls from people I don't know. They don't know me from all over the country. I just don't expect anything like that. You know, it's just really incredible, and uh, I really appreciate it. Um, 
As far as the, you know, the political aspect, I've been in business quite a while, and uh, these people that are doing some of what they're doing now, it's just hard to imagine whatever their motivation could be because they don't really have a clue what's going on. They don't. They've probably never been in a circumstance like that. They, I don't think they would. I don't think they could do what I do and a lot of other people like me do. Um, and if it doesn't change, I mean, we're just it's just getting worse and worse. I, I, I had a guy one time that I had a, taken into custody. I had him handcuffed and down on the ground waiting for the sheriff to come take him off my hand. He was a burglar. I, I apprehended him. Um, he wasn't a bad guy. And we get to talking. And I was asking him, you know, why do you do this? And I never forget. He told me, he says, I'm a burglar. That's my job. Wow. So he viewed it as a job. When he he said, hey, I got up, I get up when it gets dark, and I go burglarize places, and that's my job. Well, if he views that as his job, uh, I don't see what's going to change that <clears throat> except lock him up, and maybe he'll have time to figure it out. Time he gets out, but if we don't make some changes, things are going to get continually worse. If I've inspired anybody to. You know, think a little different. That'd be great because we got a mess going here, and it's got to be changed. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure you were aware of the situation with those Seven Eleven robberies that occurred a few weeks back. A couple of people were killed. That was a couple of robbers from from mm-hmm. L.A. that were driving around, even out in your parts, out towards Riverside, and, and robbing Seven yeah, Elevens. Yeah, one of the one of the stores that got hit was just. Uh, uh, probably six, maybe seven miles from from my store. So I was very alert for them guys too. And uh, you know, fortunately for for them and me, they didn't pick my store. But uh, it was, those are the kind of people that just should not be out running around on the street because they don't apparently have any concern for anybody's life or future but their own they want what they want for whatever their reason and uh, they're just willing to take it from people that work hard so they need to be stopped and um, I'm just not for me personally there was absolutely no doubt in my mind what was going to happen what was happening the guy pointed a gun directly at me and you know if it's an AR-15 type it's a semi-automatic gun if somebody's messed with it they can make it fully automatic um, I'm outgunned, but when he points the gun directly at me, I don't hesitate. The whole thing, that from that point on, it was maybe a half to three quarters of a second. That's it. So the whole thing was over in two, three seconds from the time they first actually entered the store. All right, we'll continue our conversation with Craig Cope. He's the man behind the counter at the liquor store that he owns in Norco, and you heard him in his own words. He knew something bad was going down, and he didn't hesitate to use his shotgun on an armed robber who got shot in the shoulder of the arm. He may have lost his hand. We're not sure yet. They've identified him now as Deshaun Lee Belvin, 23 years old. He may still be hospitalized, but he will be booked into a Riverside County jail upon his release. We'll talk to Craig Cope more when we come back here on the John and Ken Show on KFI. Coming up, the continued tribute on this radio station to Vin Scully. Of course, the Dodger station's down the hall. It's AM 570. But Vin Scully, of course, in the hearts of uh, people in L.A. for many, many years, 67 years, the voice of the Dodgers, both in Brooklyn 
and here in Los Angeles. And uh, there isn't anybody that doesn't know who he is, even if they don't follow baseball because of his legendary status. He passed away at the age of 94 at his home in Hidden Hills. Yesterday, the announcement was made. So we have a montage of some of his calls over the years from the various sports that he covered coming up later on in the hour. We're going to return now to our interview with Craig Cope. Craig is the owner of a liquor store in Norco. He's 80. He decided at nearly 3 in the morning, Sunday morning, that the guys had just pulled into his parking lot. It was not good. They were wearing masks, and they had dark clothing on, and they pulled in backwards, and then he saw weapons, and he said, I got to be ready for this. And he was. It was all over in a matter of seconds when the robber came in and announced, this is a hold up, get your hands up. Craig opened fire with his shotgun. He nailed that guy who ran out screaming, and then his accomplices ran off, and they ended up at a hospital where they were arrested. So we're going to pick up the interview here where I'm asking Craig, was he worried in those seconds and then running out the door that they, some of them that weren't shot might come back in? Let's resume. Uh, well, there were, there were so many sheriff's officers around, they were not coming back right at that point. Oh, okay. And I get hold off to the hospital, so I'm out of, out of commission for a day. And uh, it wasn't, a, I mean, I knew they weren't coming back, and it's not likely somebody else is going to be back. It'll, it'll blow over a year from now. Most of them, there'll be new people to take their place. If we don't change some of the way we're, the politicians are doing things, there'll be somebody to take their place. It always works that way. But I, I didn't have any concern about them particularly coming back. I try to make it a little easier for my employees, but uh, people get all kinds of crazy ideas, and yeah, but it could happen, you know. So I'm still ready. Well, like you said, consequences are minimal these days. We don't have bail. We have DAs that decide that uh, people have to go to some sort of diversion program. Uh, we got a DA here, and you probably have followed this, Craig. I know you live out in Riverside County, but a DA here that doesn't even believe in gun enhancements in sentencing. You look at that guy that came into your, your liquor store the other night with that weapon. I mean, honestly, you're not going to add any enhancements to the sentence. Do you, yeah. um, do you have any interest in how this, if this guy recovers? Because you mentioned there was one guy you had cuffed and you were... Uh, talking to him, a robber from some years back. Uh, this particular man who's in the hospital apparently still being treated for his wounds. Do you, do you have any interest in seeing how he's doing? Uh, not first on the list. I mean, um, hopefully he'll learn something from it. And uh, I would assume that, that they're all going to do some time and they'll have some time to think about it. Maybe they'll learn something and They'll straighten out uh, even when they get out, but uh, he's not first on the list at this point, no. Is it true that the surveillance system, you had it installed just this year, was it? Yeah, actually just just a matter of a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Wow, and it's because you realized that uh, this was happening more and more and you wanted to be ready. Yeah, well, there's a factor, yeah. And what about the, 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 the shotgun, I guess, is what you used, huh? Yeah. And you do any practicing with that? I mean, you obviously, you live in a place where I think you said this to one reporter. They didn't do their homework because out here a lot of us have guns. Well, in the city of Norco is a relatively small city. It's a conservative city. Um, there's a whole lot of people who would do what I've done if they were in my shoes and 
it's not a good place for the bad guys to to come in and do what these guys were trying to do. Uh, they <laughs> probably didn't do their homework. I don't know, but uh, it's not the best place for them to be coming because. I have a lot of customers. I mean, before this happened, a lot of customers. Oh, if you have a problem, you know, I'm ten seconds away, just call me. So they're they're supportive and they try to take care of each other in that city. Yeah. Is there uh, any been any blowback at all? Are you hearing anything negative about what happened? No, no. This whole thing is kind of overwhelming. Really, it's uh, we've had no negative comments that I'm aware of. People that actually, local people that maybe they weren't customers of my store have come in and, you know, they just shake your hand, uh, all positive comments. So it's, I guess it, you know, you think on one hand, well, something like this shouldn't happen, but it was going to, it worked out pretty good. Uh, our sheriff, uh, who I'm supportive of, he took time to call me, send me a text, and call me, and you know, basically he said no, he did a damn fine job and made it easy for us to do ours. So, you know, they're all in custody and off the streets, and hopefully they'll remain there for the foreseeable future. And nobody else will be having to face that group. Craig, you're not a young man working 3 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Is that something you'd ordinarily <laughs> do? Yeah, yeah. I know it's your own business, and I guess sometimes you have to if you don't have the help. But you don't mind working on it because that's a the dangerous time, obviously, for something like a liquor store. Uh, yeah, that's what they say. It's, uh, it's just there's an awful lot of work to be done to run the business, and sometimes when we're officially not open, but you, know, you get local people that need milk or dog food or a mouse trap or something. I'm gonna if they want to come in and shop, I'm gonna let them shop. We can't sell alcohol, for instance, from two to six, but Anything else uh, helps us, helps the business, helps them. We'll, we'll be there, and I'm very alert as to who comes in the door. And, uh, I get a lot of are. work done at that time. Yeah, clearly, you are aware of who comes in the door, and you are ready. Well, Craig, thanks so much for talking to me. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I wish you well. And, you know, people are calling you a hero. Maybe you're not comfortable with that. But in this day and age, the way things are going, as you talked about in the criminal justice system, People are very appreciative of somebody that just stands his ground and does what he has to do. Well, I, 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 I think I was aware, of, but nothing to the degree that I am now. And it's like I said, it's just amazing. We get calls from literally all over the country. Even somebody from Canada was calling. You know, everybody wants to do an interview, and um, I'm sure it'll blow over in a couple of weeks. But it's just uh, it's just kind of amazing the whole thing really i just did what i needed to do to stay alive i'm not going to let somebody like that make the choice whether i live or die if i can control it i'm going to take control of it and turn the tables on them all right craig thanks a lot for talking to me have a good day you're welcome thanks that's craig cope the uh, owner of norco market and liquor in norco and again the big story early sunday morning Robbers pulled up in the parking lot outside his store. He got an eye on them, knew something was not right. And then one comes in with what appears to be uh, a pretty uh, fearsome weapon, as they called it, a long gun, maybe an AR-15. And that's when Craig decided, I'm not waiting, and he fired off his shotgun. And he wounded that suspect who ran off screaming that he shot my arm off, and they all were arrested 
at a hospital sometime later. John and Ken show on KFI AM 640. Coming up at the end of the show, we will play for you our five and a half minute tribute to Vince Scully. It's put together by our technical director, Eric Sklar, also known as the Duke of Sports. It's Vince Calls in the broadcast booth over the years, most of them Dodger baseball, but there's a couple of NFL things in there and golf included. You'll hear all of that uh, at the end of the show, and uh, that's the way we'll do our send-off. We uh, just finished talking to a man by the name of Craig Cope. It's a good last name because he certainly coped with the situation at hand. He's the one that shot, shot the armed robber at the liquor store in Norco early Sunday morning. And as you heard him say in his own words, he wasn't taking any chances. He saw what was going down. And as soon as he saw that they were coming into the store with a gun, he got his gun ready. He didn't ask questions. He fired. And that robber ran off screaming. The rest of them all ran off. And uh, they're all being charged. They're all nabbed at a local hospital. One thing that's still out there is the investigation is still continuing into the incident. But you heard Craig say that the Riverside County Sheriff at Chad Bianco actually talked to him and looks like everything's okay. I don't think they're going to pursue a case against Craig for defending his business, if not his life, in a situation where an armed robber... But in this just this wacky world now of how people view this, I'm still waiting for the first news story, whether it's in the El Segundo Times or somewhere else, that they're going to call him a vigilante or some sort of out-of-control gun person. I, hasn't happened yet. I have to admit that. I haven't seen a story like that. Even the El Segundo Times story looks pretty neutral on the coverage. Although they wanted to point out the investigation is still ongoing, but we'll see where it lands from there. Uh, along these same lines, uh, today, Starbucks has officially closed all the six stores that it announced it was going to close. They, of course, said last month, 16 stores across the country would shut down because of chronic homelessness and protest vandalism, I guess, was also one of the reasons. I had not heard that one before. Uh, on Sunday, a West Hollywood Starbucks was uh, full of people, but just a day later, it was closed down. Signs were taken down, doors were shut. Uh, they did the same thing at a number of other locations, two spots off of Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles, one spot off of Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood. And the West Hollywood location had been there since 1995. So along those same lines, I wanted to read to you an extraordinary email we got here at the John and Ken show just this week. Because if we're going to make any progress in the fight against increasing crime, DAs like George Gascon, homelessness that's out of control with no enforcement and no real plan to do anything, we're going to have to bring people like our listener who emailed us over to our side. And she just signed her email a progressive listener. Yeah, that's the woke crowd. She wrote, John and Ken, I'm one of the progressives you two love to attack on the show regularly. And I wanted to take a moment to tell both of you, you're 100% right on issues related to crime and homelessness. I started listening to your program after I started to notice that the media in general was too afraid to tell the truth about how hardworking people in California are being victimized by the uptick in violent crime and the endless homeless encampments in our neighborhoods. Listening to you talk about these issues gave me some comfort because it helps me realize that my political group and the media are just gaslighting me when I air my concerns. 
And that is a great way to put it. Either they're not covering the problem or they're covering the problem with too much compassion. And they're giving the idiot politicians who mouth the same cliches over and it's a housing issue. And we need criminal justice reform. That doesn't reflect reality that most people face. I live in a nice part of the San Fernando Valley. Several months ago, two men, likely vagrants based on their appearance, walked past me as I was picking up after my dog. One of them proceeded to grab me by my hips and thrust at me repeatedly and aggressively. Ooh, how'd you like that, Deborah Mark? Uh, no. no. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't do anything more, but he and his friend laughed at what had just happened to me. They laughed maniacally as they walked away. It was dehumanizing and terrible. The second incident was on the corner of Van Nuys and Ventura at a bus stop in front of a 76 gas station. As I was walking east on Ventura, a bus stopped right next to me. A man comes off the bus, looks me dead in the eyes, pulls out his junk, and begins to pleasure himself in public in that busy intersection. This was 3.30 p.m. on a Friday. Other people were around, but no one cared. It was scary and threatening, and everyone just walked by as if it was totally normal. Yeah, do you see that observation? That's where we are today, where behavior like this is kind of a shrug now. Oh, well, it's just more crazy people in the streets. What are you going to do? It's life in the big city. The crime and the fears that women and vulnerable people face as a result of it is bad enough. But watching how little we care for one another and our entire community as a whole is so depressing. Nithya Raman is the council member who represents my neighborhood. I'm disgusted with her and what a disgrace she is. Anyway, please keep focusing on crime and homelessness. I really appreciate the coverage. And when I read this email, I said, oh, if we could just hear from millions more just like this woman who have kind finally come to see the light of day on what is happening in the streets. I can't tell you how many times, and I don't do it often, I drive up through downtown LA and I see the encampments and I see the filth. And I don't go looking for the crime or the drug use, but I'm sure I'd find it if I wanted to. And this is not Skid Row I'm talking about. In fact, there are other neighborhoods near Hollywood that I used to go to on a more regular basis than I have since the pandemic begun, where I see stuff, I've, I've, these tents and, and, and the filth. And I keep thinking the same thing. Why do people, not why do people live like this? Because the homeless people, that, that's like a lost cause. Why do people who live in these neighborhoods and the politicians who are responsible for this do nothing, right? I'm reminded of that dopey politician, one of the progressives. She sent out uh, a Twitter picture of a tent encampment wondering who's responsible for this. And the answer is you are. You are. You tolerate this stuff and you tolerate and you tolerate to the point where the behavior is so ungodly but nobody does anything about it. I'm just glad that this listener, it may only be one, but at least one that finally understands because she admits she believes in progressive politics, but she can't believe what she is seeing with her own eyes and what she's experiencing. A guy pleasured himself in front of her. Unbelievably disgusting. All right. When I return, we will do to end the show our montage tribute to Vin Scully, 
some of his calls from over the years, an amazing career calling Dodger baseball for all those years, but other sports as well as he became a national sports broadcasting figure. Passed away at the age of 94 at his home yesterday. John and Ken show on KFI AM 640. In a moment, our tribute to Vin Scully, which is a montage of his broadcast calls from over his remarkable career, mostly Dodger baseball, but thrown in there as the NFL pro golf. You'll hear that in just a minute or so. I just wanted to, I heard Deborah Mark reading the news, this story out of Berkeley. This is hard to believe, but this is what happens. Up in Berkeley, UC Berkeley, that's right, University of California, Berkeley, along with the city of Berkeley, had decided to take something called People's Park, which if you've ever seen it, oh my God, it's overrun with the homeless and filth. And Anyway, they decided that they were going to build housing on it, housing for both students and for the homeless. Well, they had to go to court and a judge had made a ruling that yes, they can go ahead with the construction. They started to do that today. It was chaos because the protesters showed up. Something called the People's Park Historic District Advocacy Group. They, they went there and they started to tear down the fencing. They confronted the construction crews. Apparently, California Highway Patrol had to show up. There were numerous confrontations. They're screaming fascists at the workers and I guess at the Berkeley people who are trying to get this done. I thought we're short of housing. We have to start building housing, right? Oh, well, it's only student housing. Well, there's some homeless housing. No, we want to keep this for the homeless people. Anytime anybody tries to do something about cleaning up the homeless, and this particular park, if you're not aware, has got quite a history. It was a place where there were protests in the 60s, but it has really gone down to just being a homeless haven. And uh, they stopped work. And nobody knows what's going to happen from here on the project up in Berkeley at People's Park. All right, so here we go. Vince Scully, of course, the big story last night. He passed away at the age of 94 at his home in Hidden Hills. Uh, word reverberated throughout the sports world and even beyond because it was a remarkable broadcast career for Vince Scully and by all accounts, a really class guy. So here we go with about five minutes of some of his work from the last decades. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. It's time for Dodger Baseball. And look who's coming up. But the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. In a year that has been so the impossible has happened. Clayton Kershaw pitches a no-hitter, a career-high 15 strikeouts. in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Aaron. 0-1 to Charlie. 
Swung on a high fly ball to deep left field. The Dodgers then Frankie's. Did you believe a home run? And the Dodgers have clinched the division and will celebrate on schedule. So the winning run is at second base with two out. Three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. Fernando ready in the strike two pitch. Is hit back to the box. Dribbling to second. Samuel on the bag. Throws to first. Double play. Fernando Valenzuela has pitched a no-hitter at 10-17 in the evening of June the 29th, 1990. Montana. Looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. Dwight Clark! It's a madhouse at Candlestick with 51 seconds left. Dwight Clark is 6'4. He stands about 10 feet tall in this crowd's estimation. And a drive to center going back is Cameron to the track at the wall. And gone. So Jeff Kent comes up with a home run, leading off the ninth, his fourth hit of the game. And another drive to deep right center, and that is gone. Whoa, was that hit? So now it is 9-7. A drive into left center by Martin. That ball is carrying into the seats. Three straight home runs. And another drive into high right center at the wall, running and watching it go out. Believe it or not, four consecutive home runs, and the Dodgers have tied it up again. And a high fly ball to left field. It is a way out and gone. The Dodgers win it 11 to 10. Oh, unbelievable. Burn a flag and Rick Monday runs and takes it away from him. And so Monday, I think a guy was going to set fire to the American flag. Can you imagine that? It is 9.46 p.m. Two and two to Harvey Keene. One strike away. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung out and missed the perfect game. You know, friends, so many people have wished me congratulations on a 67-year career in baseball, and they've wished me a wonderful retirement with my family. And now, all I can do is tell you what I wish for you. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. For every problem life seems a faithful friend to share, for every sigh a sweet song and an answer for each prayer. You and I have been friends for a long time, but I know in my heart that I've always needed you more than you've ever needed me. And I'll miss our time together more than I can say. But you know what? There will be a new day and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming, wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon, wherever you may be. And that was his sign-off at the end of the 2016 season. The Dodgers are actually in San Francisco, which is where they were playing last night when word came down that Vince Scully passed away at the age of 94. Tim Conway here? Oh, where?
Oh, here he is. Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah, it's oh, your I'm turn. I'm sorry, man. I was talking to Pelio. Ding dong with you, buddy. Yeah, it's your uh, turn, buddy. Uh, yeah, I was uh, listening to all the Vin Scully stuff. Man, listening to radio all day today, there's so many great dedications and stories about Vin Scully. It seems like everybody knew him. And if they didn't know him, they certainly, you know, they n knew somebody that did know him. I mean, this did guy you ever meet him? him? I met him uh, twice. No. Um, I almost met him three times. My, I told the story oh. last night. But my dad got his uh, hair cut all the time guy, by a guy named uh, Bob Cox, and he also cut Vin Scully's hair uh, oh, on okay. on, uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard. So my dad said, "Hey, I heard Vin Scully's going to be there." Uh, you know, this uh, Friday when I got my hair cut, I said, hey, can I go? And he said, yeah, let's we'll stop and buy a baseball and we'll go and, you know, get your jersey on and you can meet Vin Scully. And I was like nine years old. I was thrilled. I couldn't believe it. I said nothing in the car on the way over. I couldn't believe I was going to meet Vin Scully. We get there. My dad sticks his head in and he says, I uh, goes, uh, excuse my dad always said, you know, he's a very uh, polite guy. He would never call Vin Scully by his name. He goes, excuse me, sir. I would like you to meet my uh, my son and uh, sign his baseball. And the guy says, oh, sure. And he signs it. And I look at the baseball and it says, Chief Daryl Gates. It well, wasn't, it wasn't Vince Scully at all. My dad I, just did. My just did, he looked like Vince Scully. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> and my dad, he's like, you know, he's such a dope when it comes to memory, you know, looking at people and, and figuring out who they are. He goes, oh, I thought that was Vince Scully. <laughs> Your dad was such a brilliant comic. It could have been the jokes on you. That's right. I never even thought about that. He knew the whole time now. he was setting you up for this. That's <laughs> Fantastic right. story. I couldn't believe it. Daryl Gates. <laughs> but now somewhere in my storage, I see it every once in a year and when we move and everything. I have an autographed baseball by Chief Daryl Gates. He must have been puzzled. I <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, why is this kid in a Dodger oh. jersey asking me to Did sign Did he know it was your dad was Tim Conway when he's asking for a signed baseball? Like, oh, it was great, man. <laughs> but did you ever meet Vince Scully? Yeah, I had mentioned that we were uh, able to go up in the broadcast, oh, the press right. yeah, box yeah. level, and he was coming out of one of the rooms, and he just said hello. We introduced ourselves. He said, I know who you guys are. Sure. Oh, that's great, man. That's, that, that is really cool that he knew who you guys were. He seemed to because the way John was doing, he was trying to introduce us with John and Ken. We have a show on KF. Ah, he just kind of waved us. So, ah, of course, I know who you are. Wow, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, we got the, the Beach Boys coming on tonight. Well, not the Beach Boys, but <laughs> the Beach Boys. Mike, wow, Mike Love of the oh, from that, the Beach that's Boys. That's a good Beach Boy. Yeah, he's one of the best boys. Sure. Yeah, uh, from the Beach. Uh, and then we got a uh, uh, tons of uh, stuff tonight for you too. And I'm, right. I'm filling in for you guys tomorrow, Thursday. Oh, that's and Friday. what I meant to tell people yes, that that's right. Be yes, listening yes, to yes, the John yes. and Ken show tomorrow and Friday. Tim Conway Jr. is doing the whole four hours. Yes, we've locked up all your guests. We got the AQMD guy and the um, uh, <laughs> the recall guest going, guys. <laughs> I see. Would you like me to put your show in a nutshell too? It would be we got I, ding dong. I think we do every night. I think John does every night. It's like, hey, you don't have nothing on your show. No, you don't. You read this list of stuff, and then who knows what you're going to talk great. about? Uh, yeah, all we'll right. be back. Back, the Johnny Ken Show on Monday, right? KFI, KOST, HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County's Michael Crozier has the news now. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.